0: welcome back to Legs Talk Music. I can't believe we have reached episode eight and I can't believe we have crossed and survived 2020, but I'm glad to be here. And I'm really kicked about today's episode and today's guest. And let's dive right in. I don't want to hold back anymore. Uh, today's session is going to be really interesting. So here we go. Okay. He's one of the constants in the music industry. You could say he's been that friend who's popular in every circle. And for the indie musician, it's always good to have a friend in the industry, right? He's worked with some of the biggest names in the music industry, ranging from the veteran EMI to Universal and with a Radio Bigwig, Radio City, and is now pretty much the face of Spotify India and a friendly one that too. I'm so happy to finally have him on today's episode. Welcome to Lex Talk Music, Paddy. Thank you so much for taking time out today.
1: Thank you Sandhya, it's been a pleasure and uh, yeah, I've been um, listening to your podcasts, I've been uh, watching your Instagram, a lot of information for artists. So I should also thank you on their behalf for doing that. Really want all the artists in the country to also um, listen to your stuff and thank uh, also you. follow you on Instagram and Twitter
0: thank you so much for i guess it's just mainly about you know creating a bigger opportunity like uh, in terms of uh, helping the musicians and also i guess creating a space for more music lawyers to you know come and do what we're doing right now Absolutely. but uh, but you know it's i think it's been like a phenomenal 18 months for spotify and i think uh, especially with the pandemic right now everyone has been you know, people are suddenly waking up to streaming and knowing, understanding that this is like a valid source of income. So, and you have been in this industry for like about 20 years, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, what has been, what has been that biggest change you've seen? Like, you know, like how has, how has it grown for you through, through your career? So, tell us, run me through your career, what you've seen, and how the pandemic has kind of, you know, fit into this whole plan.
1: So yeah, uh, over the years we've seen a shift from albums to singles, mm-hmm. moving from CD inlay artwork creations and heading all that division, and then getting into physical CD launches. You know, going to a place and opening up a CD and launching, and everybody clapping. Right. From yeah. There, getting into CD and uh, getting into digital releases, and uh, you know, fortunately, while I was uh, ANR. Uh, yeah. I was also heading the digital business uh, in, in the companies. Like when I joined Times Music, hmm. uh, around 2005, I realized that there is something called as this digital. Hmm. I keep asking for a digital version. So, we, so on my own, I, I was responsible for getting someone and uh, digitizing the entire catalog of Times Music into a lossless wave. And at that time, MP3-256 was what was considered the greatest. So, (laughs) uh, 256, uh, KVPS, MP3, creation of that, creating a metadata catalog with, you know, all those fields that you think is relevant. And because it was Times music, it was a lot of devotional music. So, you know, the relevant God, the relevant festival and all that, we have put it into a metadata and kept. And then when I moved to EMI also, I was heading the digital business there for them. So, I was uh, in the thick of things when we did the deal with hangama uh, oh. The entire uh, catalog of uh, times went to Hungama at that point right. uh, of, of uh, EMI music. And right. uh, then uh, I, also, I was also uh, involved in uh, building a whole digital strategy for Nokia Comes With Music. That was the in thing that that you're yeah i remember this it had
0: you had like preset songs in
1: your the phone right oh wow and 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 then the comes with music was about getting the entire plethora of music into your phone via via that uh, this thing you could download and keep it stuff so we had built a strategy we were we had a very successful model running over there so Mm. i was in the thick of all those things while physical business was seeing the Plummeting part, and I was, comp- and before this, before even joining Times Music, I was a musician. So I was playing with bands, and I was playing stuff, and yeah, we were yeah. completely. I mean, I was working in a software company at that time. Yeah. While playing guitar, so there, there again, because being in digital, I was among the first guys to understand what Napster is.
0: Oh and, yeah! Wow yeah.
1: Yeah, we we were the guys who were actually uh, downloading and. Of course, when I joined <laughs> the music industry, I said, okay, I'm not going to do yeah, that. Anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, because I'm now on this side. <laughs> right. But, uh, but before that, we had done a lot. And, and the discussions had changed, you know. Like, I keep saying this. Like, during my my college time and when we moved to uh, even the uh, uh, the software industry, it huh. was, uh, our phone calls and everything with friends would be, hey, this guy has released a new album. Have you heard it? Why yeah. don't you come over to my place for a drink and we listen to this new album. New album. And then... Uh, we gather around friends and we put that CD inside, See, like as I yeah. open the seal, put the CD yeah. inside, and uh, open up the sleeve and read it while the music is, and then talking trivia. All that That's, changed when yeah. all that completely changed when it came to uh, uh, Napster because yeah. after that the discussion was I have 2 GB of music, I have 10 GB of music, I have 400 <laughs> GB of music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So everyone's exchanging discs, and when you ask them what are they listening to, yes. nobody knows what they're listening to because it was a big trouble. It is, yeah. Uh, okay, you have GBs of music. Now, what do you listen to from that? Very yeah. big problem creating a playlist on Winamp, if you oh, remember. Oh,
0: man, yeah. Oh. This is making me so nostalgic. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: So you've seen all that, right? And yeah. then when Spotify came, I was, I have to tell you this story, okay? I, yeah. It was 2009. Or yeah. two, it was 2010 huh. when um, two people from EMI uh, had come down to India okay. as part of that whole digital thing that was happening with Hangama. Right. And one of them um, uh, casually heard me listening to uh, Iron Maiden and Pink Floyd. Ha. Huh. he so was like, uh, you listen to classic rock? I said, yeah. I mean, so have you heard of Spotify? I said, I, I don't know. I mean, I've heard of it, <laughs> yeah. but it's not available in India. So. Correct. What is it? And he said that, you know, it's a very beautiful app. You don't need to store music anymore. You yeah. don't need to worry about your playlists anymore. They do everything for you. It's and right. uh, it's free. You can listen to ads on it. And if it's, uh, if you pay for it, you will get a subscription model where you yeah. don't get ads. Uh, I said, that's so lucky for you guys. And he was from UK. Huh. So I said, I'll. he said, I'll make you a lucky one. And he gave me a one year free subscription from a UK account of his. Okay. Uh, officially from, he wrote to Spotify saying this guy in India needs it. And, okay. uh, so I got an account in in that. Two thousand ten. Two thousand ten, and that was that's, a desktop app.
0: Oh wow, that's insane! So, that's so cool.
1: That, and that was the year I decided that, boss, this is a great company. Yeah. <laughs> and from yeah. then on, it was a dream to you know that this should come to India. Yeah,
2: yeah. And of
1: course, there was a separate dream I was building on working for a company like this. But, I know. Yeah. Um, that came true in two thousand eighteen when I joined 18. them. But uh, the fact that if you ask me what has been the biggest changes, hmm. these, this is, these are the changes that I've noticed, and uh, early adoption was one of those things I that know. worked. Yes. Uh, and I think that I uh, credit I should I keep telling, you know, I wasted ten years in my software industry, but no, I didn't waste. Those You're ten really years care. in the software industry helped me understand the whole digital business much better.
0: Exactly. Much That's, early. Yeah. It's like two two sectors kind of merging together. No, and now it's they're taking it to the next level. But you know that story, your Spotify story is also like kind of it kind of like, you know, strikes a chord because I I also started using Spotify in 2013, a slightly shady way of using it. I shouldn't be admitting it, but I basically, you know, accessed it through VPN. So, yeah. and I swear by the app because it's like it has all my, you know, my playlist, it's all curated. And I couldn't believe that this was so spot on, you know. So, when it finally came to India, I was just like, oh, yes, thank you. I don't have to keep resetting my VPN now. I can access it on my phone. Yeah. So, that was a good thing. That was great. And, I'm, and I, I feel that whole story you told me about, you know, listening to that album for the first time with your friends like opening a CD or a tape that came I mean, like you know you, you know any new album that is coming out, you say I have already got it you know like I have it before you do and now yeah. it's just everything is accessed so quickly and um, I think the way people consume music is also so different today as a result so it's yeah. just I think uh, it's I wouldn't I wouldn't I don't want to go into the whole you know is it better music today or is it like you know Worse quality, or just there's just I guess so much more quantity, and I'm not really going into the quality, but there's so much more to consume. So I guess it's harder to kind of uh, go like do a deep dive like how we used to in like you know back in the day. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. the access
1: the access has made uh, music abundant. Yeah, so music yeah. was always abundant, uh, but yeah. it was restricted to what you could get. Exactly. Now you get everything. So you now yeah. you are restricted by your limitations of a right. store. Selling it, or, or yeah. your friend giving you one GB of data, or whatever. But yeah. uh, now you have everything there. So, so the access has made music abundant. Yeah, it is a uh, good and a uh, bad in a uh, in whatever ways, but. I feel it's all good. If you it's know.
0: all good. Only I think yeah, because yeah. I mean you can't really like complain about giving being uh, being given access to more music, right? So that's yeah. <laughs> I think if you're like a avid music fan, then you'll just be thankful for it. So yeah, it's like having yeah. your own rhythm house at home at any given point of time. So yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, so, and it must have been quite a shift, right? Like in terms of since, I mean, having worked as head of Radio City where it's such a, it's a completely old school medium of broadcasting, right? Like in terms of how music is consumed also, because it's not, it's not on demand as opposed to Spotify. So how do you, uh, how did you manage that switch? Like was there, is there a ideology difference in terms of how you approach the business then? I'm assuming there would be, right?
1: Yeah, so we, I would not call it old school, I would call it traditional. So ah, radio yeah. is a traditional medium. Yeah. And a traditional medium which has its own uh, pros and cons. Mm. Uh, cons being like, for example, FM radio is restricted by FM wave, so you can't have a national broadcast on it. You have to go through medium wave, which is a which is not a great way of putting out uh, music. But various cons, but the, the pros are very, very strong in radio as well. Mm. And, you know, uh, if you ask me, when I moved to radio from uh, the business of uh, being in labels, Mm. um, it first of all, uh, it it was a step that I wanted to take consciously because Mm. I wanted to move away from uh, working on catalog that is existing within one label to working on a catalog across all labels. I wanted to uh, understand what mainstream music is. Mm. And what is, about, what, what is the kind of catalogue that each and every label has? What if I can um, create, uh, you know, playlists out of everyone's music? That uh, dream was successful because of radio first. And uh, that's where I, uh, like when when you move out of working with EMI and Universal, Mm. you are in this whole indie and international uh, kind of uh, zone. And before that in Times Music, it was very boutique, very devotional and spiritual and world music, Mm. very classy label, very good content, Mm. uh, plus a little bit of films here and there, but never into great mainstream Bollywood. Mm. When I jumped into radio, what happened Mm. was the first thing that I got exposed to was this whole thing called Bollywood. Yeah, In a very, very big way. I understood uh-huh. what a big label like T Series does, what a big label like Z Music does, so on. So, there were many, many, and I was the national music head there, so I could but get exposed to a lot of the South Indian uh content also. And right there, uh, a lot of things other than the qualifications uh, were lucky to me. My background, for example, I'm a Tamilian from Kerala, I'm a Palakada here, so I understand Tamil and. Malayalam, Wow. and uh, I've been born and brought up in Bombay, so I I know Marathi extremely well, uh-huh. uh, Hindi and English without saying, and neighbours being Gujarati. My first band that I formed was a Gujarati band. Oh.
2: So Gujarati <laughs> wow, band. <laughs> nice. And then
1: I played with Punjabi band, so we you know a lot of Punjabi. In fact, Gujarati. I know I know some hundred Gujarati songs yeah. And National I'm, integrity, Paddy. That's awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean
1: so that all this helped being being uh, uh, at Radio City. Yeah. Uh, then my wife is bong so 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 the the Bengali uh, jeans are also east is also coming so now that actually helped me a lot uh, at Radio City understanding Mm. the kind of and then you get an exposure to all kinds of, and then you have these third party uh, tools uh, that allow you to understand what music is working in which city then there you realize Mm. that each city is very similar but at the same time very different Mm. so you get a lot of understanding and this understanding actually helped me, I I would actually say that uh, radio and those labels put together was how I could get this uh, job at Spotify. Mm, mm. The the software being there made it very easy to understand the whole digital business because I used to write my own software to uh, shuffle music, for example. Oh. uh, At one point. Wow. So that is, uh, so that's uh, that's what it is. And if you ask me about radio, it... uh, it is still a significant uh, medium mm. uh, from a label perspective. If you see use, they yeah. still use radio as a part of their marketing strategy. Correct. So when we were building a marketing strategy, when I was in label radio was an important part. It is still an important part.
2: Mm.
1: And uh, more importantly, radio is also some great non music audio content. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. And that, uh, and the power of radio to break uh, something out as soon as it happens mm. is still there. Right. So it's, yeah. it's still there. And, uh, and in India, uh, the limitations of your cars and of your mediums that is there, radio becomes one of the quickest option to switch on when you are in a car in India. Still, that's true. That's so, true. So, so, so I feel radio is still relevant. And and yeah. we have also done a couple of deals with radio stations in India for their non music content. So, uh-huh. uh, and uh, it really does well on our podcast charts as well. Oh,
0: yeah. okay, okay. It that's
1: still good. <laughs>
0: yeah, that, that's quite interesting because you know, I mean, I, my I was thinking about it the other day about you know how how much longer is radio going to be relevant because everybody has access to the internet now. But then, like you said, it's not it's not about uh, streaming becoming competition to radio. They are two completely different mediums, and I guess both of them will, you know, stay relevant for a very very long time to come. Yes, for uh, music certainly. Yeah, yeah. Certainly. Uh, I mean, in terms, I just want to understand a few things about like, since you have been with the radio and I just, I was a little curious about it because, you know, uh, I I understand that uh, it, not too many indie artists get featured on the radio, st- on, on radios. Is that because uh, the radio stations have a very specific mandate or like they have contracts with labels to play only catalog music or it, it, how does that work? Like, why don't we have more indie artists on radio stations?
1: Uh, it's a uh, it, there's no right or wrong answer to this. And yeah, yeah. Policy as such, okay. uh, It's actually gov- so I- in a broad way. If I tell you, uh, it's governed by what people like to listen to, uh, mm. and they have researches that are done mm. based on which they prefer to play the music that people like to listen to. Mm. Uh, and uh, they definitely play it a little safe there in terms of not experimenting too much. Got it. But that having said, there are certain ra- radio stations that completely. Uh, have tried to change the game in whatever way mm. they can and be inclusive in terms of playing indie indie independent music for okay. example radio city the the place where i was working earlier yeah. Yeah. They have a complete. Uh, uh, they have a special show for independent music on mainstream radio.
0: Right, right. And
1: they also have uh, an independent radio station that's completely existing uh, in parallel with the radio. And oh. they have something called as Radio City Freedom Awards, which only yeah, yeah, yeah. is dedicated to independent Indie
0: artists. Yeah, right.
1: We, we were all part of all that when we were there. So, uh, and then there are other radio stations also now that they are uh, who are playing uh, independent music. Mm. It is growing. So the music, see. Um, when you, when you talk about a radio station, there are various kinds of radio stations. Mm-hmm. India, most of the radio stations are hit music playing stations. Yeah. So, yeah. so when, when you say that they are a hit music playing station, the answer lies there in the question that if your music is a hit, it will be played. Mm. So I feel that our job as uh, artist managers or artists or uh, people who like indie music or from the business, mm. one of our jobs is actually to make the music hit. Mm. Uh, the music has to become a hit. It has to become something that the whole world sings. Mm. Then, then there is no difference. Then Bollywood only becomes a platform. Probably a Bollywood film will take your song. Correct. So so that's the mission that I think we should be looking at. Yeah. And can't blame radio for it. Radio is doing a good job there.
0: No, no, absolutely. No, so no. the reason I asked you that question was was because when I remember when we had approached one of the local stations here, they had told us that they have... Um, Obviously, because they're supposed to like pay IPRS and, you know, there's a royalties and all of that that comes into the picture. And as a result, they can play only music which would be, uh, which would fall within the catalog of the labels that are, you know, authorizing IPRS to collect on their behalf. So, IPRS does the publishing royalties bit as, you know, for publishers and not for the composer's bit, right? So, uh, which is why I was just curious as to whether there is anything preventing the radio station from playing uh, indie artists because of any legal requirement where only if they're paying royalties can they play the music. Because, no, no, no. The, mm.
1: I, I'll just like to stop you there. But uh, okay. if, uh, you you can get this done on an NOC. Ah. And it out. So, there okay. are uh, cool. NOCs that you can take from, from the artists who uh, whose music are not coming through a certain channel of labels okay, okay. with whom they have a license okay okay, okay. so that's, that's yeah uh,
0: okay great so th- need to educate thank this. you for clarifying that because yeah. you know we there was there's been a bunch like i've had like people approaching me saying that you know is this like can we just directly approach the radio station is it possible so um, so the answer to that would be yes you can right yeah,
1: yeah. yes you can yes okay, you can perfect
0: yeah. um, so now i mean this has been Like, I mean, having you on the show is primarily to discuss your experience with Spotify, to tell us more about how Spotify works as a platform and what it's done for the industry. And, you know, um, what are the things about Spotify which, which are like, you know, there are myths about it, there are rumors about it, which most of us don't have any clarity on. And I think uh, what I'd like to start off with is, you know, how your experience has been with Spotify and what you think uh, the company is doing and how you think it is benefiting the artists and what artists can do to, you know, kind of leverage the uh, options provided for by Spotify.
1: Uh, Yeah. Uh, So starting with my experience in Spotify, it's been a fantastic uh, ride Hmm. and uh, not never a dull moment kind of a ride in the last two years plus that I've been here now. That's awesome. <laughs> I've worked for some really fantastic organizations with really yeah. fantastic bosses. Yeah. Um, Spotify is definitely one of the best that I've worked with. Uh, it's because of the company culture and the values uh, that the company lives by. And uh, the kind of employees that are selected based on these values are brilliant. I mean, I, I really like each and every colleague uh, in our office, uh, very mm. approachable, very easy, very focused at their work, uh, brilliant at their work. Mm. So uh, it's a it's a great team, and it's a very small and a tight team. But it's like really really fantastic to work with. Mm. And uh, if you look, really look at the company's approach towards artists, one of the main things that uh, draws me into this company and my love for the company mm. is the fact of the the approach we have towards artists. Mm. Uh, The mission statement by uh, Danielek clearly states that we want to have a million artists live off their creation Mm. and we think we can do that by connecting them to a billion fans. So take a million artists, take a billion fans, connect them in the best possible way. That's Mm. a mission statement uh, which typically means that uh, some myths that we want to bust over here is that we have been told that it's always about what we can do for the artist Mm. and not what the artist can do for us. Which makes us a non-exclusive platform. So, Mm. when we approach an artist or when an artist approaches us, the fact that uh, oh, we will do these 10 number of 10 things for you uh, if you give us this song exclusive Mm. uh, and it remains on Spotify only, it cannot be played anywhere else. Mm. uh, We don't do something like that at Mm. all. Okay. Uh, we feel that when an artist releases music, yeah. uh, it has to be on all platforms Everything. at the same time. It has to be, uh, there has to be ubiquity there. So, uh, for the fans, because they are everywhere, we would want the fans to come to Spotify because of how the platform's experience is. Not because of an exclusive piece of content when it comes to music. Mm. Right? Because music is heard everywhere, anywhere. You can't expect a... Fan to download an app just because one song is being exclusive on, so it's 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 a from an artist point of view also it's like cheating your fans right you don't is. want to do that yeah so that uh, make so that makes it an artist first platform everything we do we keep artists first in mind mm. and if you look at how Spotify has progressed in the last two years in India mm. which is primarily uh, run by let's say Bollywood Hollywood uh, of the world mm. if you see our playlists most of our playlists in fact almost all of our relevant playlists. Mm. have the artist who sung it or the artist who produced the music on the cover mm. rather than the actor who acted in it uh, yes unless it's a relevant playlist which is only for that actor yeah like uh, so otherwise if you see it's all about music even in a bo- even a greatest big bollywood song that comes out uh, let's say by rahman mm. and sung by arijit singh mm. either it will be arijit singh or rahman or on, Rayman the co- on the cover correct. it won't be sushant singh rajput on the cover of a song mm. of dilji bechara for that matter mm. Right, so yeah. uh, so that's how we uh, work, and we want we want artists to stand out and uh, uh, be recognized, and that's one Got of the glo- more bigger visions in India. Mm. So that's what the approach is. To the, you asked me, and yeah, okay. uh, many so, myths you talked about.
0: Yeah, so, no, actually, that brings me to my next question about you said that means so can an artist approach Spotify directly? Is that because right now it's Through, I mean, at least the understanding is that you can uh, you can distribute your music on Spotify only through a third party distributor, like you know, say, any uh, TuneCore or CD Baby or one of them, right? But is there any instance where an artist can work with Spotify directly? Do they have to be of a certain uh, size or like have a certain amount of people following? Like, so maybe a Taylor Swift can have a direct um, relationship with Spotify. So, how does that work? Is that even possible?
1: No, not even a Taylor Swift, uh, okay. nor a, not any other artist. No artist can work directly mm. uh, with Spotify in terms of this one point that you mentioned, which is yeah. uh, ingesting content directly onto Spotify. Huh. Okay. That has to come through a label or a third party aggregator with whom mm. we have a tie because of certain uh, standards and uh, procedures and policies that these people adhere to and the content comes in. It's not like a user-generated content platform, right? Correct. But, Got it. but having said that, Anyone from Taylor Swift to any artist mm. can work directly with us in terms of uh, promoting their music on the platform. Um, we definitely, huh. I've been uh, approached by all artists. I talk to almost all the artists who approach yes. us from our team. So yeah. you can, uh, we are approachable to artists. Uh, you can come through a label or you can come directly. Mm. If you approach us directly, no problem. But uh, from an uh, from Spotify's point of view we will ne- never approach an artist directly. Mm. We already know that the artist is tied up, for example, to a label. Yeah. If there's an artist who's tied to a label, we'll go through the label. Mm. Or in, let's say in a case where I know that you are the artist manager for someone like a Sanjeev T, for example, mm. Mm. I will rather talk to you rather than to Sanjeev T directly.
2: Mm.
1: So, uh, so unless Sanjeev one day calls me that that we are free to answer those calls yeah obviously and, uh, yeah yeah we'll point them to the right direction in whatever best way we can and uh, and many artists who don't have their music on spotify hmm. who call us we also help them uh, in telling them how they can put the music on the platform
0: yeah okay so i mean and i guess what you what you're talking about is in terms of like you know pushing artists forward in terms of helping them with playlisting and all of that is something which you can help with correct
1: yes yes of course yeah, of course yeah yeah okay. and, and and the labels can help too and let me assure you mm. let me assure you from cd baby to TuneCore to a t series to a z to a mm. universal sony uh, any of these labels and aggregators who work with us closely
2: mm.
1: they also prioritize and pitch all your songs To us, as part of their regular release schedule. Mm. uh, Assuming that they don't do it for you, and I have to do it myself, that is a myth that I would like to bust. Uh You don't need to approach us in any possible way, especially when it comes to this this uh, misconception about playlist thing on Spotify, which I would like to bust the myth over here. Yeah, on Spotify is purely editorial discretion. Mm. Everybody involved outside of the editorial team can only pitch to the editorial team mm. and Spotify has got a tool within Spotify for Artists which is called the uh, pitching tool. Correct. It's there in your upcoming section of your music you will see yeah. it if you put your song inside.
2: Yeah.
1: That is a way where an artist can actually directly pitch to the editors. Mm. Being friends with a Paddy or a Tulika or a Dilip in (laughs) Spotify who are part of the ALP team Mm. uh, will not add any value to your pitch. Okay. Your pitch to the editors is purely on your music and the editors directly work. One of the things that we do is help those people pitch in whatever. First of all, if someone doesn't have a Spotify for Artist Tool but he's releasing a music song now, we Mm. take that and we put it in the schedule and we we pitch it to the editors. Yeah. And... uh, if someone has Spotify for Artists, we show them how to go there and pitch their song, and that's it. Like, okay. So and that pitch tool has got wonderful things. You can explain about your song and stuff like that. And yeah. uh, seventy-two thousand plus artists have been pitched or, or through that into a playlist. I mean, they've actually seen uh, the light of day on a playlist just because they did that pitching yeah. from the tool. Yeah. Right. So uh, yeah, I mean, coming back to the question. You can approach us directly. We are very approachable. We'll guide you and help you in the best possible way. Yeah. Your label and aggregator are also fantastic people. I would like to really... I've been part of three labels before this. Yeah. I'd like to bust a myth that labels are evil and... Uh, <laughs> this, I, I would like to really bust the myth. <laughs> up. I'll tell you, uh, the most evil person to you will be a person who uh, understands that you have not read the contract properly or who, who does not... Who you, you don't have a legal... Uh, person backing you so I yeah. would first say get a legal advisor get yes. your contract I mean uh, the, the, the evil part is not it's not about evil it's about getting a good contract and a fair contract in place correct yeah when we, when, when I was at EMI the contracts we made were uh, so from my side when I would make a contract it was very clear that there was six things that we would say that we would do for the artist mm. we always managed to do six if not seven mm, mm making it 5 you can put a case on us no i have given you 6 in writing mm. but now you understand that contract and uh, so so you understand that the, there is no evil or anything like that you have to understand what you what works best for you and go with it you know
0: yeah, no. The reason I'm laughing is because I think you know my stance on labels. I have a very, a very strong uh, opinion on it. But I mean, I understand where you're coming from because the right relationship and the right balance between the label and the artist can do wonders for the artist's careers. It's it's just about being smart uh, with your contract, being smart with uh, ensuring that both sides are doing what they have promised to do, you know. So that yes. I, 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 that balance is very, very critical. So, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm probably just like taking one step back, but I wanted to discuss Spotify for artists in a little more detail too. You know, I, because there are a lot of artists who are on Spotify who don't even know that there is a Spotify for artists. They're just like, where can I access all these? How do you have all these statistics? So can you tell tell me like, briefly touch upon what uh, Spotify are for artists and um, how how they can use it for like you mentioned the playlisting bit so I think in that context if you could just explain that bit a little more
1: yeah so if you have even one song on Spotify Mm. wherein you have been credited as the artist on that song Mm. uh, by way of the label or the aggregator with whom you have put out the song even if you have one song you have already got Something called as a Spotify for Artists profile made. That profile is made on that song that you've released. Correct. Now, you can claim that profile by very simple steps. It's a a very simple uh, procedure. You have to go to this website called Mm artists.spotify.com or there's an app on your phone on Android and uh, Apple. You get the app called Spotify for Artists. It's a purple colored app. You download the app. It's a separate app where you can claim uh, your profile it's a very very simple step and uh, we also on on uh, artist.spotify.com the link uh, you will actually get uh, steps and know-how about how to do that also so once you claim that you have access to your profile which means you'll get a blue tick mark just like you get it on other social media handles mm. uh, so you're an official uh, registered artist now
2: mm-hmm. which
1: basically means now you can upload your pictures mm upload your bio data you can upload your handles instagram handles facebook handles and twitter handles you can write a bio data about yourself mm. you can uh, add all your concert links so that your fans know where you're playing next and yeah. stuff like that so that's that's part of what you can do as a as your uh, uh, profile page mm. then there is a music section in which you come to know all the songs that you've released what the songs are how the songs are doing, what playlists uh, have the songs uh, seen through, mm. uh, how each song is performing on uh, Spotify. And then there is another audience section where there's a breakup about uh, your followers, your listeners, your streams, mm. and then about your, you know, you can have your gender breakup, how many men are listening to you, how many females how yeah. many are unspecified. And uh, then there is, uh, according to the age group also, how many people between the age of let's say 15 to 27 are listening to you right. how many people over 27 are listening to you you get that data yeah then you get relevant data on which city you have how many listeners okay which makes it very cool because now if you're thinking of touring north yeah, north, yeah. you yeah. can actually decide which are the cities that you should be uh, looking at correct. because that's the kind of listeners you have on spotify alone yeah
2: yeah
1: so so This is just a highlight and then apart from that in the music section is a a tool called the pitching tool. Mm. You have put your song, uh, ingested your song through an aggregator
2: Mm. a minimum
1: of 15 days uh, before the release date. Mm. In about three or four days time, you will see that song in a section called as the upcoming section.
2: Mm.
1: And in that upcoming section, you can click on the song and you can submit the song for playlisting with a pitch that has all the relevant details that you need to give, including Mm. a 300 word Essay. Yeah. Story of Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's Spotify for artists.
0: Sound. That's great. Thank you so much. Very, very helpful. And I really hope that whoever's tuning in and listening to this, uh, you know, takes advantage of this information. Because I have a lot of people asking me for help. And I tell them it's so easy to do it. If you can set up an account on Instagram, you can do this too. So, it's, you know, as easy as that. And uh, the other thing which I was, you know, since you have worked with labels and uh, now you are with uh, a you know a platform like spotify what you know how the labels work you know how the aggregators work as well so what uh, what kind of advantages uh, do you see um, for either side like and for an indie artist who's maybe being approached by a not a i mean not a universal or a very large label but a, a smaller more indie label so to speak uh, versus just going DIY, going through an aggregator. I mean, again, again, I, I wouldn't, I don't want you to take any sides, but I'd like to hear your take on uh, the benefits of doing either of them.
1: No, I would love to take sides if there <laughs> was anything about taking sides. But actually speaking, the real answer is there's no right or wrong here. Yeah, yeah. I will tell you the first part that you spoke about mm. is very, very crucial. One small part of what you said, mm. which is about a label approaching an artist. Mm. Vis-a-vis an artist artist approaching a label. Ah. Now, here there's a catch, right? If you are an artist of any relevance, there's Mm. an ANR team in labels that is always on the lookout for which artist they should be signing or or they want to work with. Mm. Now, they would love to work with an artist whose content is already making waves in some way or the other, getting viral somewhere. So the relevance of whether an artist is important for a label mm. is very very important when you first of all from an artist perspective when you say should I go for a label or should I go for an for uh, independent mm. uh, release mm. you have to first ask yourself are you relevant enough for a label mm. if you are relevant enough for a label you have to make that pitch yeah. you have to look at a label and see what is in it uh, that they are offering mm. and if that offer looks sweet I think that's also a great way to look at because there are. See, you're an artist at the end of the day. Maybe you don't have a manager. Maybe mm. you don't have a legal person. Maybe you're not savvy with digital tools. Mm. Uh, you're, but you're fantastic in songwriting. Mm. Don't you think going to a label will make more sense for you? Who will do all this work for you because they know how to do that? Correct. But then you have to prove that they should, uh, it should be a win-win for them. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's not fool ourselves. They're not charity organizations. They're not here to help you. They are here to help everybody uh, who also help them. Yeah.
0: And also make money. I mean, that's like, Everybody has to make Yeah, money. everybody has to make money. Yeah.
1: So there... So making yourself uh, valuable to go with a smart pitch that the label says that, boss, I want mm. to sign this artist up. Mm. Something that you need to work on. Mm. It could be a perception model that you work on and it could be data-driven, uh, factual model that you work on. Mm. perception model basically would be back in the day I would mm. not name the artist but the artist actually told me this mm. that he did not have money to eat or sleep but he, had, he wanted to come to Bombay to become a pop star wow. and uh, with all the savings that he had mm. he rented a small apartment in one god forsaken place in the edge of Bombay so beyond Virar or some place like that and uh, uh, couldn't eat anything but he put all his money uh, hiring four uh, people to stand as bodyguards with him and bought a Ray-Ban storms into the office and says I have this song do you want to release it and the first label he went to signed him up (laughs) oh wow so appearances matter so what I am saying is it's not right or wrong I am saying that it worked for him it might not work for you Yeah. But you see, it worked, and I know the story. And mm. the story was told by the artist to me. Mm. Um, okay. Wow. And he did that, and he said that this is how he he worked on. He said that it's it's a it's the way industry works. I'll I'll work that way. So, uh, do I? If you do you, do you say that this is right or wrong? I don't know. Mm. It's fine. It worked for him. Uh, so so there are various such stories about how artists get picked up. Like you mm. know. Uh, like in the West, it was always this, right? Always yeah. an, a band playing in some place yeah. for uh, seven days a week and for, for over six months and then suddenly one guy notices yeah. them. And then, so this, these stories are not... Uh, they're not false. And yeah. I really feel that the artists have to work their way upwards. Yeah. And I feel that... Uh, so there are two, three types of artists. One is an artist who, who releases music for himself, mm. uh, who uh, the kind of music that he himself believes in mm. and he wants to put it out. He doesn't bother about uh, getting um, fans or uh, mm. many people listen to it. Uh, he, uh, those kind of artists do not want to be doing all these things. So mm. you can't give this kind of a model to them. Yeah. But at the same time, those artists cannot crib that I don't have enough fans, right? You're not done. You're not taken that first step to reach out to your fans.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, so that's the one type of artist. But there are other ad- types of artists who really want to become popular because yeah. they believe that they are making popular music. Yeah. Enjoyable music for everyone. In that case, yeah. First, make it popular for yourself. Make it pop- may, be known in your gully. Mm. Be known uh, in your, uh, mohalla. Mm. and then be known in your city. Mm. Then someone will take note of you and maybe uh, get getting signed by a label is your next step. Mm. many artists that I know have have actually gone through that Mm. so that's that's my answer to this question Yeah, I mean independent is fine make yourself a mark yeah
0: Yeah. and then I guess like you said uh, there's also the I think it's So much more critical today To reach out to an audience Because it's not like How it used to be back then right? Where you didn't have The internet here Now you do have A medium to Kind of push yourself And get heard And you need to be uh, Consistent You need to have decent quality of content coming out on a regular basis and then all of that actually works you do have people who are putting in that effort who are regular and then you if you are the kind of person who is very chill and says okay i'm just making music for myself and you know that's it and you might by chance get viral again that is just chance then it's not you know it's not really planned right
1: yeah yeah the getting viral is definitely a chance but uh, getting noticed uh, via consistent work being put out yeah. And good quality work being put out, quality when I say uh, very clearly quality is uh, about If I am releasing uh, the next big EDM track according to me, mm. uh, my quality has to be in standards of what is the big EDM tracks that are working in the country Yeah. So if I can match that quality, then I am in quality Then then no one can dare tell you whether your song is good or bad, let that, that let yeah. audience decide for you But exactly. at least reach the quality that your uh, genre of music has already evolved into.
2: Hmm. If you're releasing yeah.
1: rock music, you know what the kind of rock music that's being released in the country today. Hmm. So you have to better raise your standards up to there. Hmm. Then uh, talk about how you are already there. Right? Hmm. Yeah. It, yes,
2: yeah. That
1: That is, uh, again, uh, again I'm saying, music is always judgmental there are a lot of people who will tell you your music is great because they yeah. are your family and friends there yeah. are a lot of people who will diss your music saying that the bakwas music yeah. i don't think it is dependent on these subjective because music is anyway subjective each individual exactly is, so nobody dare tell you whether your music is right or wrong Correct. you make that informed decision based on the genre of music you're working on and the quality that has been... The bar that has been set by your peers. Yeah. That yeah. is what defines your music. I think that's right. that's the answer to it, yeah. Yeah. And
2: yeah,
0: that's true. And I guess today, like with... Uh, the, You don't have boundaries anymore. You're, you're pitching yourself against the world. So yes. it's not... It's no longer uh, the local scene. Your local scene is the world itself. So... Which is... Makes it that much more interesting, I guess.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, in, uh, when Spotify came to India, one of those things that happened... Actually, mm. was the fact that uh, a lot of people, a lot of Indian artists got actually playlisted into international playlists. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, there are various various examples, like I can give you some on top of my head. Mm. Pratik Kuhar got playlisted in, in many, yeah. okay? Yeah. Uh, when Chai Met Toast got playlisted in many playlists. Yeah. yeah. Parek and Singh got playlisted in many playlists. Tarun Kari. Balani, who's a jazz artist in India, yeah. got playlisted in two of the biggest jazz playlists in the US called That's State Fundable. of Jazz. In jazz, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. New jazz, I follow
1: both of them. Yeah, Tabachak got placed in uh, Cafe Libro and uh, wow. major playlist, Happy Stroll. Yeah. Mali got playlisted in Dope AF and NMF. Oh, wow, that's easy. Wanderlings amazing. got playlisted. I can just, I mean, Sarti Korwar got playlisted in State of Jazz. Yeah. Ananya Birla got playlisted into NMF. Abilacha <laughs> Simna got playlisted into the lovely little playlist. Wow. Sand who's an EDM artist, yeah. who got playlisted to some major play, uh, playlist in UK That's and Lo fi so
0: Yeah, low-fi. this this immediately opens up uh, your avenues, right? That means you 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 have the capability of performing in those places as well. So, it's just it it just opens up uh, everything. I think yes, like I yes, think. Absolutely. split wide open.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Anyway, so. I now want to kind of touch upon something which has been a bit of talk of the town. <laughs> so this is regarding Spotify's payout model. So hmm. can you, I we, I think a lot of the talk is also based on the fact that people don't really have too much clarity on how it works. So could you explain how it works and um, when? what do you mean by when you say you're paying the right holders, rights holders rather. and uh, it's not direct payment to artists. So just Could you just throw a little light on that,
1: please? So, when you're putting out your music, you have to come through a third-party aggregator or a label. Correct. And that third-party aggregator or label has an agreement with Spotify. Yes. And that agreement has a small part of that agreement is also the payout model. So, it varies between each label and each aggregator. Uh-huh. And we pay them and they pay you. So yes. what, how we pay them and what we pay them is a, is an agreement between Spotify and them mm. and what they pay you as an artist is an agreement between you and them which mm. is why Spotify will never know how much what is being paid to an artist because we'll never be able to say that, right? So oh. we pay to the rights holders which basically means the people who are putting out the content on our platform with whom mm-hmm. we have agreements to. So what I would like to say is that we cannot talk of our payout, payout model because it varies and mm completely varies by partners mm. but globally what you should understand is
2: mm.
1: Spotify is paying money or not Spotify has paid out more than 19 billion euros oh. to the right holders since our launch which is yeah. in 2008 or something like that mm. so we've paid back money and that it uh, it's almost like a, a ma- major chunk of revenues for the major labels also yeah so and uh, how we pay out it it's see we distribute the net revenue from premium scup- uh, subscription fees Mm. and the ads to all the right holders. The, to okay. calculate the net revenue, to calculate the net revenue, we subtract the money we collect but we don't get to keep. Which basically means payment for things like taxes, credit card, processing fees. Bill, yeah. And things like you know sales commissions and here and there. Things that are there that we don't get to keep. Mm. That money is subtracted. Uh, sub- subtracted yeah. And uh, that money is then shared with the rights holders depending mm. on the pro-rata stream share and stuff like that and uh, and the uh, payment model. And how do we calculate stream share? We calculate it by tallying the total number of streams mm. in a given month mm. and determining what proportion of those streams were people listening to the music owned or controlled by a particular rights holder. And, ah. and one more thing, contrary okay. to what you might have heard, Spotify does not pay artist royalties according to a per pay or a per play or a per stream rate. Mm the royalty payments that artists receive may vary according to differences in how their music is streamed mm. or the agreement that they have with the labels or distributors. That's mm. something that artists need to know.
0: Okay. Okay. That's that's actually very, very interesting because that means there's so much of assumption that is in the market right now. Yeah. And yeah. also the fact that it, Obviously, the, there is no direct payout to the artist. That makes complete sense because you're going through an aggregator, correct? Yeah. And... Uh, but there is... Obviously, you, you you are directly paying out labels to rights holders, which means the label who owns the rights will have a direct payout from you. And the distributor who is representing you will also be able to collect payouts, correct? Yes. That makes perfect sense. Yes. Okay. And... Uh, so, what are the... So, okay, so this is in terms of streaming revenue, right? What are the royalties that Spotify uh, pays? So, does Spotify pay any copyright society, any royalties? Is is there... how does that work? Of course. It does, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. In India, in fact, we are paying the IPRS separately. Correct. So, that's another agreement that we have with IPRS. Yeah. Now, how IPRS pays the artist is completely a different agreement between IPRS and the rights holders. Yeah. But yeah. we do pay. So we are one of those few uh, streaming players who are paying out to IPRS every time we do something. In mm-hmm. fact, even uh, sync ads that we do, uh, we pay out uh, to the IPRS.
0: Sync ads?
1: As in, if if, uh, if if you're doing a Spotify ad in which there's music, we pay ah, out Okay, to,
0: yeah, yeah. Obviously, that, understood. That yeah, correct, correct,
1: to the, right, so,
0: correct. So, correct, yeah, correct. Yeah. That's okay. Good. That uh, Thank you so much. That uh, really helps me as well because, you know, these are questions that a lot of artists have a lot of times and it's I, I, it's not right to give them the wrong answer. So it's perfect that you explain that. Um, so I think, I mean, you've seen so much happen through your career. I think you've seen, you've pretty much been there at, from the start of the evolution of the digital industry in the music uh, scene, right? What do you think, what are the changes that you think uh, Indian artists uh, like the Indian scene should push for to kind of leverage the benefits of of, uh, digital media because I know for a fact that how an America or a UK works uh, is very different from how the Indian industry works because I I understand there is a there is that bifurcation into film and non-film so what do you think should change or what do you think we should ask for to change Uh, for things to kind of you know ramp up to the international standards?
1: so yeah <clears throat> i mean if you ask me the indian music industry has really come a long way you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and based yeah. on what we've seen at spotify artists have really upped their game okay mm. now in the last 2 years we've seen some fantastic uh, growth uh, uh, and you know awareness from artists yeah however i think there is a lot of uh, potential for them to leverage digital marketing by using social media and other channels mm-hmm. very effectively you know mm. uh, especially in you know personal engagements uh, as in, you know, it, these continue to differ all the time. So you have to uh, literally use social media in a very strategic way. Use mm. online channels in a strategic way, and it's also important for artists to define their motive mm. and what that what is growth meant to them. You know, mm. like for example, Bollywood is now becoming a platform. It is not competition. Yeah. So if you get an opportunity to get into Bollywood, if that is part of your growth avenue, what are you doing for doing getting there? Getting there. Mm. And finally, you have to use uh, platforms like Spotify to reach a wider audience beyond India. And you Absolutely. know, earning revenue from their music on the platform, you know. Mm. So you reach a bigger audience, more streams and you get more money. And making money out of streaming is a viable option, which many artists are already, what I'm seeing as changes yeah. is, a lot of artists that I talk to are very, very happy with the streaming model and they're very happy with the money they make.
0: Yeah. So yeah. That, And I think it's the there is a massive responsibility on the artist to ensure that you get sufficient streams. And how do you do that? It's like by engaging with your audience, you know, speaking to people, publications, journalists, you know, doing all of that. You need to do that, you know, groundwork and that basically that foundation to actually reach a decent audience who are going to stream your music. So, absolutely,
1: absolutely, absolutely. So,
0: I would, I mean, I know this is a very celebrity-like question, but you know, you've been, you've probably been one of the most earnest patrons of the Indian music scene, both film, non-film, everything, you know. So what is your wish for 2021 and the Indian artists?
1: That's a very personal question, so I'll give a very personal, honest answer. (laughs) Please do. Uh, It's it's like a dream, but uh, I would say that I want more of these commercial and film-based creators come and create non-film music. Okay, yeah. we started seeing the trend slowly in 2020 because film releases were, yeah. and artists were looking for other creative avenues. Correct. But uh, for us, playlisting these artists along with the emerging artists mm. who do non-film music mm. also enables discover- discoverability of the la- latter. You know. Correct. The entire ecosystem can grow and thrive. So, yeah. if one big artist releases a big song and that big song is playlisted on a playlist which has got 10 emerging artists mm. and a fan of that music listens to that top song. He also invariably listens to the other 10 songs. Yeah. The other 10 artists also make money from it. Yeah. So I really feel that uh, independent music in India, mm. uh, first of all this word is very u- loosely used for yeah. anything. not film right? there is not
0: film. Yeah, In India that's so, what it means. <laughs> so
1: uh, in. In the Punjabi market, for example, uh, everything that they do is sans films, right? I mean, they don't give a damn about the film industry.
2: Mm.
1: But all the biggest artists release uh, their independent music. Now, because the big artists are releasing independent music Mm. and because that music is so good, Mm. start creating a lot of playlists with those kind of music. And there, if there are 10 big artists who are releasing music, there are 50 other artists who are thriving because they are part of those playlists.
2: Yeah.
1: Whereas in Bollywood, it's all Bollywood and then independent music scene Bollywood is like very, very, uh, like, you know, either you're there or you're not there kind yeah. of a thing. Yeah. So that middle part, I think a lot of these big artists in the Bollywood industry, quote unquote, uh, have to and they've got fantastic production values. They, so they know how to get a great song out because yeah. of the production values that they've worked with. Yeah. So getting those production values into independent music, creating that high standard, mm. that I think will help out the independent music scene in a very, very big way. I'm really calling out to these artists to release independent music. Yeah,
0: that's actually, that's, you know, that that's a very, very... Uh, generous wish actually that's great I mean that's something that I really hope people you know listen to this I hope more people listen to my podcast and listen to this wish too so uh, I'm smiling to end here but, yeah. <laughs> <into India. laughs> but um, thank you so much Paddy I mean this has been such a insightful uh, chat and I think uh, a lot of things that you've cleared up you know in terms of like how Spotify works and what artists can do to like you know, do more with their music and do more with Spotify itself. And yeah. uh, for taking the time out, I mean, I know I know it's been busy. I know this pandemic. I know everyone's working from home, but people are just busier than usual. So thank you so much. It means a lot. Uh, yeah.
1: I should say thank you uh, because this is an opportunity I wouldn't want to miss. <laughs> so this is part of my uh, job, and okay. uh, this is a priority that I would uh, skip other meetings out of just to clear out. So, thank, so you for the, thank you for the opportunity. <laughs> thank and you, Paddy. All the best to you. Uh, your podcasts are doing well. Yeah. I really like your podcasts. And, thank uh, you. More importantly, I always feel that uh, um, being on a great interview is completely dependent on the interviewer <laughs> to ask the relevant questions. And I've seen that, you know, um, the kind of questions you've been asking uh, these, these celebrities who come to your uh, some really amazing people. I really <laughs> them. So I really liked uh, some of those podcasts uh, because of the relevant questions they were asked. So I really feel that this is a podcast that everybody should listen to. Thank and you I'll so much. Myself.
0: Thank you. That that is that that means the world to me. Thank you so much, Paddy I hope I get more guests like you.
1: <laughs> I'm
2: sure.
0: <laughs> okay, so uh, so signing off for today, and uh, I'll see you next episode.